When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's go. Welcome into DMBR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every day. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Here with me, RK. Ryan, what a day. What a day, man. Look at the people in the, the comments showing love before we even get started. Yes, we were late. No, it was not our <laughs> fault. In fact, it was absolutely the fault of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Yes, exactly. Who were in these chairs before us. And funny enough, they were um, flexing about how they had 500 likes on their show. Right. Which they did not. But I feel like just to, <laughs> like, you know, kind of overflex them, we should actually get 500 likes just to show them what it looks like. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Or how about even this? Before we're done with the first segment, top them in likes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think they had 197. Right? Let's I think we, go. Can, we can get that done by uh, the first ad break. Absolutely, we can. We got a fun show today. Um, <laughs> I think we're ready for uh, a little bit of fighting, maybe some wars in the comments with this one. Yep, but we're a gonna spicy be, one. It is. We're going to be projecting our initial starting lineups, both offense and defense. Um, we said initial. I kind of thought of it as like crunch time. You know what I mean? Like when it comes down to it, yes. who's going to be on the field? Right. That was one thing we wanted to make super clear is it's like this is not snap one against TCU. Right. This is more like, I don't know. Uh, home to Utah, pack, chance to go to the Pac-12 championship on the line. I was going to say, like, imagine the celebration bowl, that last drive, who was on the field for both teams as they tried to bring home that win at Jackson State. Exactly. Perfect. All right. And keep in mind, we know there's going to be more additions. Um, we also projected, at least in one place, an addition. Right. Um, so this is super early. Yes. Uh, it's, an- it's something that now that we have these graphics, we can do... We can update whenever we want. Yep, exactly. 
Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Woody, Jimmy's in here. Lawrence is in here. Monty's in here. Steven, what's up, guys? Also, real quick on the transfer portal. Yes, tell them. No one can enter the transfer portal. It is officially right. closed. Halloween Town can't get back. <laughs> yes. Um, but those, if you're in the portal, you can leave. So the, the, the other side of the portal is open. It's just the entrance right. that's closed. The exit of the portal is still yes. open. Um, so the buffs could add uh, more transfers, more, you know, more guys. Um, you just can't. What won't happen is any of the current players or the you know returning players won't be entering until May. And also, um, you'll probably see like from Feral Portal and on three that other people are entering the portal. These aren't new from today. These these are going to kind of trickle in still. Yep. This stuff kind of just takes time between schools and all that. All right, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw up these graphics, and let's talk about this starting offense. Mm. Love that we're in shotgun. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, we're starting at the quarterback. Easiest one to do, I think, out of all of these 22 positions. Absolutely the easiest one to do. Um, I, I hate to say no competition because you'd like to have sure competition, but no, it's a no competition. Yep. <laughs> uh, not even a backup, a clear backup yet. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Right. But, I mean, already just... The videos that came out mm -hmm. of him just throwing the ball around the the IPF yesterday, yes, is just the the way it pops off his hand, the accuracy. I know it's just throwing on air, and I always try to like remind myself of that. Right. Like, don't get excited over throws on air, but I don't know. Like this isn't like Russell Wilson throwing on air. Yeah. This is Shador Sanders throwing on air. He is, yeah. you know, um, not even a junior in college yet. And just absolutely putting the ball to the inch where he wants to put it at any time. And I love he's like working with the wide receivers and he's saying like, hey, look, if you want to run that 11, that's fine. But when you get the ball, you got to be catching it at 10. So you yeah. got to come back to it like just all of the little fine details for, again, a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. Wearing is, the Brady T-shirt. It's just uh, it's a thing of beauty. Um, I said it a million times, but I could not be more excited to watch him play quarterback for the Buffs. Yeah, perfectly said. I mean, you nailed all the points. Try not to get too excited throwing on air, but man, the arm talent is so apparent. The ball placement is so impressive. I can't wait. Um, next, we're going to the guys protect, protecting for Shador. Oh, offensive line. Okay. Um, go ahead. Right tackle is where we're starting. Savion Washington, who. Probably the best offensive lineman already at this point. Yeah, when we went through this, that's who I looked at as like, I think he's going to end up being the most trusted person on this line. Right. And he's a beast. He, like we've talked about a lot, um, knows this offense as, as well as anyone. Going to be a huge asset just to have in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think a future NFL player. For sure. Um, it's going to be a big season for him, too. He obviously knows Sean Lewis's offense. Can't wait to watch him pulling around and just smacking guys in the face. Next one. Assuming right guard? Right guard. Tyler Brown, our guy. I Legend. mean, all SWAC player last year. Has talked about maybe trying to play some center, but it seems like a lock on the interior offensive line. Yep, absolutely. Um, it is crazy. Like, obviously, you see him play. He looks big. Um, he was on the show. He looks big. When you see him in the well-off videos, he looks 
huge. Yes. That is a a mountain. Yeah. A very big boy. We're excited to have also, him. Also, always has a smile on his face, which I appreciate. Yes. And still, the Denver Broncos shirt the other day that he was wearing just... Incredible. Launched him even further up my, my favorite player rankings already. Broncos getting a lot of love in like... You know, Sanders Media or yeah. Buffs Media. You had the video from the pregame show where they were driving past the stadium, and Travis is like, "Oh, maybe I'd play there." Mm-hmm. Then you have um, the destroying video, yep. which I watched last night. Which, what a incredible piece of content! Yes, like <laughs> so I'm, good. I was so impressed. I'll be watching more, uh, more videos on that channel. One of the coolest parts of this whole experience is how much new content I've been exposed oh, to. Oh yeah, uh, and destroying absolutely destroyed that video in the mm-hmm. best way possible. For sure. um, but Travis points it. He's like, this is where I want to play Denver Broncos. I won't even have to move. I was like, of all the places. I know. <laughs> he and says he, he wants to play for the Broncos. Hell yeah. And he picked the Broncos over his favorite team, which we learned was the San Francisco 49ers. Wild. We didn't get to hear Shador answer that question. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in what he says. Maybe yeah, me Dallas? Too. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, Bucks, because he's a Brady guy. There you go. Uh, center, yeah, yeah. Everyone should know this by now. Van Wells, all PFF or PFF all freshman selection to their team last year. Um, again, a guy that coaches raved about from the very beginning to the end of the year. And that was him snapping the ball to Shadur in yes. that video, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I found that notable uh, yep. for sure. You know, that's, I wouldn't say it makes him a lock or anything, mm-hmm. but it's clearly like, hey, I want to work with the center. Who's the center? Here yeah. you go. Yep. Um, there's also that video too, well off one where, uh, coach primes address, it's the first team meeting and he talks about, he points to the grand transfers. Where are you guys at? Why'd you come here and all that? Like we Mm want to win. Um, Van Wells went to stand up, but then Sean Lewis stood up and loud Sean Lewis projected over Van Wells. Wow. Um, but Van Wells was up there early. He wanted to say something. Love Um, that. Next guy, left guard. We've got Isaiah Jada. This one I think is up for debate. Yes. Um, Landon Beebe comes in as a graduate transfer also. He's a senior. Um, they've got plenty of other guys that they're bringing in on the offensive line, um, JUCOs, and new recruits. We'll see here. Yeah, I went with Jada. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just, from what I've seen, fits what they're trying to do really well. Um, it could be anyone, though. Like we, I think we – didn't we watch clips of Landon Beebe and we were really impressed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- this is – what an incredible thing to be talking about. Right. How there is a spot on the offensive line where we don't know the answer, not because they're also bad, right? but because they're good. Um, <laughs> yes. Like they, they have legitimate options here. And the truth is, um, I'll touch wood so I don't jinx anything, but you need depth on the offensive line mm-hmm. because the chances are someone's going to go down at some point. So um, good, pop, good problem to have, but, but I'm, going, uh, I'm going Jada. Left tackle, I think a lot of us know this one too. Tank, Jared Christian Lichtenhan. Again, the measurables. Six foot ten, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Like NFL scouts are oh yeah. Are drooling over that. Um although some some people would say maybe too tall. Um, yeah. You know, especially for those bendy, like Von Miller types. Right. Not that there's a lot of Von Millers out there, but right. you know, like <laughs> you're kind of reaching down pretty low, but long arms. Huge frame, somehow like at three fifteen, still looks like he can add, add, add. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideal, especially with the way that they've been chasing height on the edges. Um, Lawrence asked now about this tank kid. Can he move? 
I mean, I'll need to go back and look at the actual film to tell you exactly how he played, but he was someone the coaches raved about. He started like midway through the year and held that starting position on a much improved offensive line, 2021 to 2022. For his size, he can move. Yes, for sure. He's not like, I don't know. Sometimes you see that big guy out there who's just there to be big. He's not that. No. Um, Also, if you have like a Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson on your team, maybe a a tough fit with a 6'10 left tackle. Even though that is the blind side, but still. That's a good point. Shador, plenty of height. Yes, for sure. All right, moving on. I think we're going running back now. So we got the guys blocking. We're going to throw a running back. Dylan Edwards, another one that's maybe up for debate here too. Yeah, and and this is like... uh, I don't know, maybe a silly conversation because starting running back, how much does that really matter? Right. Um, almost never do you see one running back get all the carries, especially in college. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's happening in a few places in the NFL where you have like Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. But Cavassier Smoke is going to get a ton of run. I just think Dylan Edwards is so explosive and so dangerous that remember, this is not week one. By the end of the season, I guess when it, when we're talking about who's getting more touches, I just think it's going to be Dylan Edwards. I think he's he's too explosive to not be giving as many touches as possible. Yeah, the pass pro is going to be an issue. A lot of people saying Cavassier will start. I mean, I don't disagree with that. In terms of like first running back on the field, first play of the game, first run of the game, probably Cavassier smoke. Maybe even Deion Smith. Or Maybe. Hankerson. Yeah. I'm still on the Edwards train. Yeah? Yep. I mean, but I, I, I'm not trying to take away from smoke. Like, right. He is absolutely a necessary part of what they're trying to do on offense. Yes. Um, and I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Dylan Edwards is just a blue chip top tier player. He is. There's that video that came out today um, on the pregame show where Gary Harrell and uh, Kvasi Smoke in there breaking down film already. Love that. His game at Kentucky and like what coach harrell likes what he could fix and stuff like that. i told you there's going to be some uh some controversy yeah. in the comments this is our first this is the first truly controversial and a lot of people go and smoke you can't go yeah. wrong here um but he i i, I don't know i'm i'm just so I high get you. on dylan no, edwards I get you. shout out monty he's the one that sent me the uh the video from the pregame show today that caught me up uh, we so always appreciate you guys uh, keeping us in yeah. in the loop because there's so much to stay in the loop on. We also had um, someone else tag us in the Prime Athletic article yep. yesterday, so you guys are the best. Yep. Um, moving on, though, tight end. Let's finish out the uh, the trenches, if you will. Sato Treor. Really quick, a lot of love for Anthony Hankerson also in the love comments. Love to see that, yep. Um, n- 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 I don't know. N- I'm not sleeping on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, he's going to be in the rotation for sure. For sure. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be the starter. You got to get healthy too. Seeing True. a healthy Anthony Hankerson, I think, could be a lot different than what we saw last year. Even yes. though he was good last year. Yep. Um, on Sado Treor last year for the Arkansas State Red Wolves, fifty receptions, six hundred fifty-five yards, and four touchdowns, thirteen point one yards per catch average as a tight end. And you saw him in the videos. Uh, working mm-hmm. with Shador, and he looks like a beast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unless they add in the portal, I would say this one's just about a lock. Right. Um, he was t- one of their top targets to get in the portal. They got him. He's a beast. 
he is going to eat in the seam, I think, for uh, for Shador. And there's some young guys that tied in, too. Caleb Farrier, Eric Olsen, uh, Austin Smith. I mean, we barely saw them at times, but it's a very young tight end room, so we'll see if anyone emerges. Do you know wh who the other one that was working with them in that video was? I don't. Um, I actually I don't even know who was in – because on the thumbnail, it was Jimmy Horn and someone else. I don't know who was next to him okay. in that thumbnail either. Um, still learning faces. Yes. All right, wide receivers. But we know Jimmy Horn. Don't come after us like they came after Bucky. Right, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're starting at the bottom. Omarion Miller. We went with him over Adam Hopkins. Um, I guess, should we just show all the wide receivers and then kind of get into it all? Because... Sure. Just show the rest of them, Yaya. So in the slot, I think that would be next. Okay. Give us a minute, guys. There it is, Jimmy Horn Jr. And then Travis Hunter at the top. Um, <laughs> before you guys start, we acknowledge Jordan Tyson. We just, I mean, with the injury and all that, we'll see. It would be great to have him in this, you know, your starting 11 personnel. Yes. Um, but who knows exactly where he's going to be at any point this year. Right. And the latest thing we heard was Mike Sanford saying he was confident he would play this next season. Um but he kind of just gets a tough shake in this conversation because mm -hmm. it's like, well, you just have to see. Um, a lot of times what happens with a late season injury like that is the next year you might feel 90% by week six. Right. And you have to ask yourself, and obviously doctors are involved in this too, does it make sense to push it now or should we, tr should we keep trying to get to 100%? So then, you know, by the time you're up, you're feeling maybe 95%, now it's week eight. Mm. Okay, does it make sense to even come back this year, or do you want to just stay in your rehab and come back the year after at 100%? With that, true though, 100%. you have the four-game redshirt rule. So if he comes back late enough in the year, can play the last four games or whatever, and that then you true. can count it as a redshirt, I think that's best-case scenario, really. Just look at, uh, I guess, Jamal Murray. Right. Perfect example. Like, he could have come back last season for the Nuggets at 90%. And in the end, he just made the decision, like, I want to come back at a true 100%, yep. have a whole offseason to, like, prepare with the team and not be thrown in at the very end. For sure. Um, so then going back, we have Travis at the top. Uh, he's going to be playing both ways, obviously. And I've made my thoughts clear on where I think he should focus his, uh, his talents. Right. And again, this is, you know, in a must-win game. You notice that in the Celebration Bowl, Travis Hunter played a lot more on yep. offense um, than just like a fun little gadget. Like, no, he became wide receiver one mm -hmm. uh, in that game. And I think that that's similar to what is uh, going to happen here. It's interesting in the uh, destroying video talking about p potentially winning the Heisman. And they're like, well, yeah, defensive guys don't really win the Heisman, but I play both ways. So right. I think he's going to get a lot of run for sure. And then Omarion Miller at the bottom, um, we were kind of between him, Hopkins, MLC. I think we're just going with the upside of the young talent here. Yeah. Uh, 99.6. Yes. IGA score. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the wide receiver depth uh, is very solid. Montana's oh, yeah. going to come in here. Remember, this is we're essentially projecting the starting 11 on one play, which could be quite different on the next play other than Shador and the offensive line. For sure. Um, as people are saying in the comments, this wide receiver room is very deep. 
You got the recruits too that we liked trying to get to them. Do you remember their name? Jacob Page was that one of them? Yep. Um, we mentioned Adam Hopkins, Omarion Miller. Yep. And then who else? Oh, Jordan Onavu as well. Isaiah Harge. Um, as I said, Jacob Page, Assad Wasim, who we liked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and they've been having other like veteran. I don't know if they've been grad transfers, but they've had a lot of uh, receivers visiting still. Also, they lost the two guys, Broden and Tesla, to Arkansas. But it seems like they've been trying to get another vet in the room. Yep. And <clears throat> someone in the comments, uh, Lawrence, was saying, "Look at JSU's entire season, not just the Celebration Bowl. Travis had packages for the most part." We totally know. Yeah. The point was, this is we're talking about who's the starting eleven in a game of you know the importance right. of the Celebration Bowl or maybe close to the importance. For sure. All right. Before we move on, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Is the NFL Divisional Round best weekend of the year? And DraftKings Sportsbook is the best place to bet. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, you got your stepped-up same-game parlays, boosting your winnings up to 100%, of course. Great deals always at the top of the screen. If you just scroll across... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to Jive Hive, which is a virtual dispensary on wheels that offers convenient pricing and the privacy and security uh, you would want if you wanted discreet delivery. Lawyers, doctors, um, also, if you're partying at home, avoid driving. Have them come to you. Just visit jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com and get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. We'll be there to say hi. Head over to jivehive.com and enter your address to find out if Jivehive can deliver to your door. Now serving Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive Jivehive. Jake, you yes. said, can we pass the Nuggets in likes before the end of the first segment? Let's go. And we've done it. Love to see it. Now, on to 500. The mission for 500 The mission begins. for 500. We got to show our friends. We love the Nuggets. We love the Nuggets beat. We just have for to show sure. them, like, here's what it looks like to have yeah. 500 likes on a show while you're live. Exactly. Um, we know our fans got us. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Defense? Yes, and someone in the comments, by the way, um, I'm sorry I missed it. The comments are popping off. Uh, said only two of the 11 starters that we put on that graphic played at CU last year. Yep. Um, that's, of course, the two offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. And it just, I think it's nice for or important for people to visualize that when you see idiots on Twitter talking about they were 1 and 11 last year. Right. How are they right. going to beat Nebraska? Like, yep. I'm, I won't I won't say what I want to say, but um, <laughs> like open your eyes. Mm -hmm. It's not that this isn't that team. For not, sure. There's almost nothing the same other than the colors. You're right. Uh, Tank and Van Wells, Lawrence. That's the uh, two guys from last year. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Defense. Here we go. So we're going to go from the bottom to the top here, starting with the trenches once again. And we're going with the edge rushers. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. The reveal, the suspense is killing I me. I know. Who could it be? <laughs> uh, technical, technical difficulties. 
There, there it is. is. Jordan Dominic, one of the newest transfers into the program, former mm. Georgia Tech uh, Yellow Jacket, right? Uh, yes. And then um, Arkansas Razorback last year. He had some great stats. Uh, let's see. At Georgia Tech, charted 103 total tackles, 17.5 tackles for a loss, 16.5 sacks, two passes defensed. Then last year at Arkansas, 34 total tackles, nine and a half tackles for a loss, seven and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. Mm. He he jumped up my rank. We got to do a show soon here about like uh, transfer excitement rankings. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> way up on mine right yeah. now. Seven and a half sacks in the SEC. Yes, sir. Let's go. By the way, we went with a four-two-five defense here. Um, Again, projecting a little bit, but this whole show, I guess, is right. projecting. Yep. Um, we don't. They're they're going to be super multiple on defense. They're going right. to run a bunch of different lineups. We had even talked about like, do we do a different graphic for every lineup? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's probably going to get repetitive with only a few yep. changes here and there. So, uh, four down, two linebackers, five DBs was what we went with here, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. Moving inside now. Got Leonard Payne, the big boy from Fresno State. Uh, over the last two seasons, and this is as defensive tackle, five and a half sacks combined, uh, listed at six foot three, three hundred and fifteen pounds. I believe he is also a grad transfer. Um, yep, but a big man up front. Yeah, uh, kind of the one like space eater. Yep, uh, that they have taken in the portal, and I think that's no coincidence. Um, also. Made a you mentioned it I think the other day, but Jalen Sami made an appearance right <clears throat> in a well off video. He could be here too, um, but we went we went with the newcomer uh, who was very clearly a, a, a target for the Buffs. One hundred percent. Next one next to him, Shane Cokes, your guy, my guy, transferred in from Dartmouth. Uh, was named second team All Ivy League in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Over the last two seasons, 85 tackles, eight and a half sacks, one pass defensed, and one forced fumble. I'm trying to pull up his measurements right now, but go ahead. It's your guy. Yeah, um, just an absolute beast. And sure, it was in the Ivy League, uh, and it's going to be important for him to be able to make the, the jump over to the Pac-12. But when you watch his film, you see a guy who's not just like, I don't know. He, he's not just physically better. Uh, like he has a bag of moves. Um, he's really, really strong at the point of attack. Uh, and honestly, can he can play either. He could play this defensive tackle. Yep. He could play D-end in more of a 3-4 look. Mm-hmm. Um, so however you want to do it, he's super versatile. But I think in this look where you kind of, we're going to kind of go like true edge with you know two more interior, I think you play him alongside a space eater like Leonard Payne and you give him one-on-one interior matchups like, He's going to win. For sure. Um, you already talked about Jalen Sami. Uh, another guy who we didn't throw on here, Marshawn Nealand, who would be a massive piece for this team. Uh, just where's what's he doing? Some questions surrounding him. Right. Uh, still has his CU stuff up, by the way. So we'll see. There we go. Uh, the other edge on the opposite side of this defensive line, Taylor Upshaw, transferred in, grad transfer from Michigan. Didn't play a lot his first four seasons, but last year really kind of carved out a role for himself. Um, 
Sorry, I don't have last year's stats. But total, 37 total tackles, 10 TFLs, 5.5 sacks, and he had an interception. A game-clinching interception against Ohio State. Yep. Um, which was impressive. By the way, we've got... Oh, I'm confused. Uh, never mind. Okay. What did you call Dartmouth? Uh, Dartmouth. That's what uh, we've got. Ivy League Mac is uh, giving us the pronunciation guide here, but I think we I were saying it I right. Said. Yeah, I think so too. Um, last year uh, at Michigan, 11 total tackles, four tackles for a loss, one and a half sacks, and that interception. Uh, a big jump from what he had been before in terms of games played, 14 games played. So every game played for Michigan last year. Um, only 11 combined up until then. What was the uh, measurables? For Upshaw, um, let me get his official measurables from the Michigan site. Okay, and then did you find Cokes? Yeah, uh, so Shane Cokes, 6'3", 275, as you said. Like, big, but not big enough that he could still be versatile. Yeah, and I've heard that he's bigger than that uh, That's right great. now. Uh, Taylor Upshaw, 6'4", 255. That's a big edge. You love that. Wow. He, he, I, I don't mean this in like a negative way. He plays heavier than that, meaning mm-hmm. like he looks like he's tougher to deal with than 255. Yeah. He looks good, though. I mean, this is oh, an yeah. athlete at 6'4". Like, big time No athlete. extra weight. Let's go to the second level. This is another one kind of up for debate. Um, uh, we can just do one by one. Uh, we'll talk about each because these guys are important still. First one, Levante Bentley, of course, transferred in from Clemson. Four-star recruit in the 2019 class. Through four seasons at Clemson, racked up 73 tackles, 11.5 tackles for a loss, 5.5 sacks, two passes defensed, and two forced fumbles. Only had 417 defensive snaps across 40 games. It's pretty pretty good numbers for only that many snaps. Yep. Uh, and this is one of those cases that you just wonder, like, was he just behind too good of a group? That is not going to be a problem for him uh, at at Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, this is the position position I'm most worried about, uh, and I think it may be one of the reasons why we leaned four two five because I don't know if this is necessarily a situation where you're trying to get more linebackers on the field. Right. Um, now, obviously, those edge guys can play outside linebacker, and that changes things depending on the look you're going for. But in terms of off-ball linebackers, like I think you actually might see a situation where you're getting a safety playing at one of these positions yeah. uh, often. And, you know, Bentley feels like he should be a lock mm-hmm. um, because there's just not all that much to, to contest with there. Right. Um, people are mentioning uh, Taj McCoy um, and Taj Alston on the edges. I mean, Tajay McCoy. Tajay McCoy and Taj Alston yes. at the edges. I mean, go ahead, put whoever you want in. The fact that they have these four guys that they can kind of rely on already, though, yep. uh, already more impactful than what they had before. The next linebacker, here we go. Um, Morgan Pearson, we're shooting our shot here. We are. Three-star recruit, but man, another guy who's a, a slash player. Played both ways when we watched his high school tape. Um, just a pure athlete, though. And it was really notable because I think he was listed at wide receiver in the recruiting databases. Mm-hmm. And then when it, his commitment commitment was announced at CU, they listed him linebacker, tagged with Andre Hart. Yeah. Um, this was the the guy at... 
Arizona State, who then transferred to USC Gentry, I think was his name. This is kind of us shooting our shot on uh, Morgan Pearson being this guy. It's, I don't know. Like I said, it's such a wide open position that I think if he comes in and flashes what we saw from him on tape, then he flashes that he can do this at this level. It's going to be like a development play. You put him alongside a super <clears throat> experienced guy in Levante Bentley and say, hey, you know, Levante, get him in the right position. Yep. Uh, make sure he knows what's going on. And then Morgan, you just go out there and make plays. Right. Uh, and that's what he did so, so well in high school. So, yes, calling our shots a little bit here. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact, at least on my part, that there's just not a lot of options here that get you excited. Pearson, his tape will get you excited. Uh, we have Jeremiah Brown from Jackson State also, who's going to be playing a lot for sure at linebacker. And then as people in the comments have mentioned, our guy from London, Kofi Taylor Barracks, um, Victory Johnson is also a three-star recruit. And then they have guys like Marvin Ham, Aubrey Smith, that played a lot last year at linebacker. It's, yep. I mean, we've talked about how multiple it's going to be. You're going to see a lot of different guys moving in and out, um, too, especially if they want to kind of you know, go tit for tat with this fast-paced offense, like seeing a game with Oregon. You're going to need fresh bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think I'm probably short. short. I think I should give more credit uh, to Jeremiah Brown mm -hmm. uh, coming over from Jackson State. Super productive there, and I guess if I if I wasn't shooting my shot on Morgan Pearson, mm -hmm. um, then I would I would go with Jeremiah Brown. Uh, Jeremiah Brown stats last year: forty six total tackles, ten TFLs, six sacks, two forced fumbles, and one blocked kick. Another one where you're like, was he playing edge? Yeah, just very talented. I mean, we talked about Houston at JSU. I think a lot of these guys. We've talked about it. Two-way players, yep. um, slashes a lot of the times when you see where they're listed. Versatile and multiple. Absolutely. Uh, let's go back to my favorite part of the field, <laughs> the secondary, man. And here's the big oh, one. Oh, talk about shooting our shot. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, more like calling our shot, yep. I guess. Uh, why not? Why not? Cormani McLean starting on one side of the, uh, of the, uh, on the field for the buffs. We think he's coming. So we might as well just throw him in there. This yep. one was, you know, we're having a little fun with it. But if he's here, he's starting. Yep. He said he wanted to play early. No much, not a better place in the country to play early with this coaching staff than at Colorado. I just, I have to imagine this is what he's seeing. Mm -hmm. You're playing on the opposite side of Travis Hunter. You're starting immediately. And you're going to get opportunities. I loved what Travis said. He's like talking about playing in the Pac-12. He's like, I heard they throw a lot. Like, oh, yeah. He's got to be telling that to Cormani, too. Yep. Like, hey, they got to throw at one of us. Right. <laughs> Someone's getting picks. For sure. Um, I'd love to see how many picks the team had last year. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, throw up the next one, though, Yaya. So this is going to be our slot guy. And we've got Cameron Silman Craig from JSU. Um, you saw him play a lot near the line of scrimmage, a lot in coverage. He plays all over the field. Deep yeah. safety, yeah. slot, everything. I almost wish we would have just put an N on there because I know people are going to say, well, he was listed as a safety. Right. He's kind of an everything. He was a jack of all trades uh, for that Jackson State defense. So we and we're envisioning him lining up kind of up near the line of scrimmage in that nickel role, 
where he can just kind of make plays and you can filter things towards him. We also talked about like Trevor Woods can play this position if yep. you want him to. We had a real long discussion about Nico Reed here also. Nico Reed, like depending on what you're doing, is it third and 14? Okay, well, maybe you're bringing Nico Reed out there right. to play this position. Um, or, you know, is it first and 10 against a team that has a strong running back? Okay, sure. now you got Trevor Woods out there. Yep. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways you could go with this, but. Someone Craig made so many plays for that defense, and I, the number one word people use about him from Jackson when I talk to him is dog. He's a dog. Oh yes. And that's what you need at this position. Yep, heard that a lot. We are at 305, 306 likes now. Sheesh. We're the, gonna do it. We're gonna hit 500. The mission today. for 500 is alive and well. The next cornerback, I don't. Even, we don't even need to say who it is. You guys know who it is. Travis Hunter. Uh, just looking at that. Wow. Cormani McLean, Travis Hunter. Where do you throw the ball? You don't. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. Um, like I said, you're going press man on the outside. It's it's every defensive coordinator's literal dream. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, just look at the 2015 Denver Broncos. Like the last, I think the last defense to just carry a team straight up to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, it was Chris Harris Jr. on one side, Akeem Tlaib on the other side. Uh, you know, you had Bradley Roby playing in the slot. And you just said, okay, well, we're going to go press man. And then guess what? We've got Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware coming after you. And you're not going to have any time. And those guys aren't getting open quick against these guys. Yep. That's what's, that's what's going to happen for Charles Kelly. If they're able to lock down Cormani McLean and get him here. You're just saying, like, good luck against our, uh, our corners. By the way, we've got, you know, Jordan Dominic and Taylor Upshaw. Or, right. you know, Tajay McCoy or Taij Alston. There you go. <laughs> just... Whatever you want to do, like if you can't get open quickly because you're getting locked down by two of the best corners, uh, two of the highest rated corners in recruiting history. Yes. You can't do anything in the passing game. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of turnovers. Before we move on to safeties, we should mention Kendrick Breedlove. Uh, he came in from Ole Miss. Seen a lot of people high on him. So he's going to have his name in the hat. We already talked about Nico Reed. There's Tavion Beasley, who also came in from Jackson State. Um, and then we have three-star cornerback Carter Stoutmeyer, who was committed to SMU, flipped because he played with Prime, I think, uh, when he was a youngster. And so now he reunites with him at the college level. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, and another guy with, like, insane speed. So mm -hmm. there's so many options. Someone said no Nico Reed in the slot is crazy. We talked about it. We did. You can put you can put Nico Reed in the slot. It just depends on kind of what you're trying to do. What what or not really what you're trying to do. What the offense is trying to do For and sure. what you're trying to counter. Um, the reason it was Summon Craig is because he he's a jack of all trades. Yeah, he kind of fits. You could really play him in all situations. When you talk about Charles Kelly, a guy who developed guys like Derwin James, Jalen Ramsey, these yeah. do it all safety corner players. Yeah. Why not Cameron Silman Craig? Right. Uh, and our guy Nicholas in the comments said he plays just like Bob Sanders. Love that. Hell of a compliment. I love that. Um, let's talk about some safeties then. Next guy, probably one of the biggest, most impactful uh, transfers in, uh, our guy Slusher from Arkansas. This actually has Trevor Woods up. Oh, is it Trevor Woods first? Okay, so Trevor Woods then. Another former buff. He's uh, going to be... You can throw both of them up, sure. Trevor Woods... Probably the best player for the defense last year. A guy who we even talked about, could he play linebacker? 
Just not that big yet. We'll see, though. He's another like Cameron Silman Craig guy where just throw him in the slot depending on the down and distance. Right. Or if no one breaks out in that second linebacker position and you need a coverage guy out there, maybe you do go play him down at the second level. Um, someone in the in the comments just said, like, Trevor Woods might have to hit the portal. I honestly hope not mm-hmm. um, because he is a dog mm-hmm. straight up. Like, brings an edge to the defense. Um <laughs> Got himself kicked out of a couple games, which you don't love to see. Not as problematic now that they're actually going to have depth at the position. But lays the boom, always out there looking to make a big play, looking to make a big hit. Literally saved the the game in the one win of the season. I love Trevor Woods, uh, and I think he's going to play a lot. Yes. Uh, Guys, we're not forgetting about Shiloh, I promise you. Um, Miles Slusher, though, this guy is a veteran SEC safety that has the production. Um, Last season, had a calf injury against Alabama that kind of derailed his season. But in 2021, played in 11 games, started eight. In his three years at Arkansas, Slusher charted 93 total tackles, nine TFLs, two and a half sacks, two picks, two passes defensed, and two forced fumbles. He was a 2020 four-star recruit. Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. He's a beast, and we're not, uh, like you said, forgetting about Shiloh. Yes. Shiloh's going to play. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, and Shiloh can play. Uh, and we're actually big Shiloh fans yeah. on and off the field. Oh, yeah. Um, but like you said, Slusher is a a beast Yeah. Um, who played a lot in the SEC. Now, I will say Slusher and Woods might be a little bit redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to go with like more of a speedy coverage, deep safety in certain situations. Obviously, Shiloh um, could be, you know, can bring you that speed. I think, would you say, I think he's probably a step faster than either of these guys. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching. We can only put 11 out there. Actually, Jake didn't want to, but I said we should only <laughs> put 11. Um, so so nice to have these options yes um another guy who's kind of a wild card Torin Pittman last year kind of filled in and I believe they moved him from corner to safety when they had all the safety injuries he played pretty well there you talk about some speed and maybe like a single high type guy to at least develop yep Um, and just to mention on Shiloh um I think a lot of people who are coming from the buff side not the JSU side don't know the fact that he had suffered a serious injury um, months before last season and was able to recover at an unreal rate mm-hmm. just to get get out there and play. So he wasn't even fully himself last season at Jackson State. For sure. Um, and then another couple guys we should mention, uh, they got three-star safety Jaden Milliner-Jones from DeSoto, Texas. Yep. Um, and then, oh, that's it. That's the other, only other one. So there it is. Yes. Like we said... It's going to be controversial in the comments. I know. But what I love about this comment section, never mean-spirited. No, of course um, not. We can always disagree. We can go back and forth on this guy or that guy or this thing or that thing. Um, but what, what I love uh, about you guys in there is that we, uh, we, can, we always keep it civil. Yep. To build on that, the community has just been amazing so far. And we really appreciate you guys' love. Twitter, the comments here, the thumbs up, everything. Yeah, you guys um, are the best. Let's try and get these likes up to 400 by the time I finish telling you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Let's go. You guys know we love our Breck beers here at DMBR. 
They have a beer brewed for every occasion. How about trying out an Avalanche Amber Ale? It is Av season. They're starting to pick it up, aren't they? Aren't they getting guys back? For what? The Avs? Yes. Slowly but surely, McKinnon's back. Uh, Rantanen is on a tear. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've won three in a row. Love to hear that. Um, you can also find my favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour. Just check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck brew near you. Shout out Breckenridge Brewery. 391. You guys almost did it. Oh, so close. So close. Next update, I bet it'll be over 400. Yes. Um, all right. We don't really have news. Um, little YouTube corner. Let's or go. Did we already kind of hit all our, all our bases there? I think we got, I think we can get through a few things. One, I guys, I kind of brought this up, but who is in the thumbnail with Jimmy Horn? Oh, he said it was uh, someone in the comments said it was Assad Wasim. Oh, so, love uh, that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Um, also. Any other names that were there that I don't have to kind of dig through pictures and rosters of. And apparently, uh, Bucky said, okay, because uh, I think there were a lot of people. Who's this guy? Who's that guy? Who's this guy? Yeah. He said, okay, I'll start uh, giving, you know, labeling the players when right. they show up in the video for the first time, which would be very helpful. It would Because um, be. on both sides of this, right, you have our side of it where there's like, what at this point right now, like 30 new faces yeah. already that we're trying to learn. Some of them are obvious. Um, and then at the, on the other side of it, you have, you know, the Jackson fans who followed and came over to, to follow the buffs who don't recognize someone like a Jalen Sami when he shows up in the video. For sure. Uh, it would be very helpful. Bucky's on it, though. He'll get us. He'll get us sorted out. I'm going through all these videos here. Um, did you finish? Oh, when Coach Prime brought the in the support staff meeting. Brought all the women up, uh, women up, yep. and set it down right there. We are not going to be disrespecting women. Any type of controversy, don't even call me. Don't call Rick. Yeah, I lo I love that. You know, if you're if there's something domestic on your name, don't call me. Don't have your mom call me. Don't call Rick. You're done. Um, and I think it's really important for a coach to uh, to make sure that that standard is set there. Um, Another thing, a classic one where uh, the comments are all, why is there always a camera? Yeah. There's always a camera. <laughs> yes. No matter what is happening, it's not as if like there's only ever a camera when things are all, you know, um, scripted or like that. Like, right. There's always a camera 24 7. So mm -hmm. get used to it. Um, watch that uh, Gary Harrell and uh, Cavassier smoke video. Where is it? Uh, that is on the pregame show. Get to know Coach Flea, Coach Prime's running back and right hand man. I love when they showed Jimmy when when Bucky showed Jimmy Horn, and he was joking about how he got he got dragged in the comments for not knowing who he was. And then Jimmy's like, "Go follow my YouTube page and say." And yeah. I was like, "How many more YouTube?" <laughs> Shelomai has a YouTube page now too. Uh, I mean, she should for sure. Yes, but I'm just like, I don't know. I can't. Eventually, I uh, just we're not even gonna be able to keep up. I know it's Cormani's gonna come in. He's gonna have yep. his YouTube channel going. <laughs> yep, <laughs> can't wait. All right, yeah, yeah. Let's throw some questions on the screen here. Let's talk to the people. From Kamal, what do you think of the backup quarterbacks? What backup quarterbacks? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, glad to see Casein Wiseman's okay. Oh my God, man! Crazy. Crazy. I don't know if you guys saw it, but. Casey Wiseman posted a video of his car just, you know, ripped to shreds. Kind of looked like it had hit a power line or something mm -hmm. like that. 
Um, and he said, you know, he's okay, thankfully. But wow, what a scary, scary uh, tweet to see come across the timeline. For sure. Um, in those videos with Shador, it does look like there's another quarterback there. Yep. I don't know who it was, though. Nope. Ryan Staub, maybe? Could have been. Yeah, I didn't even think of him. Those are the backup quarterbacks in my mind is Casey Wiseman, Ryan Staub. Yep. Um, I think that they're young, and um, I don't want to see them. Yes, <laughs> that would be the ideal situation. Um, who else we got? Yeah, yeah. From Tony Ann, is Elijah any good? Elijah. Don't know. Don't know. Next one. <laughs> um, hit the comments. What's that? Oh, yeah. Can oh, they okay. go in the portal, uh, but can't, can't get picked up till May? No, no, you can't go in the portal, but you can get picked up anytime. Right. If you right. were already in. Is the Pac-12 a mostly passing or running conference? We're, we're slinging the ball around the yard here, baby. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess right now it is. Uh, it had a little, like... Back in the day, it was like, you know, Ryan Leaf and right, right, right. Aaron Rodgers. And like, it was kind of crazy like that. Um, mostly all teams slinging it around. Like, as then Chip Kelly comes and um, brings all that team speed to Oregon Mike and they're Leach. spreading it out. Yeah. Then you have Mike Leach. So there was a little period there where it wasn't as crazy. But now, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, uh, Bo Nix, Delora, Delora, Cam Ward, Shador. Cam Ward, Shador. So now we're back to a, a sling it conference. It yeah. is very much a throw it conference. Um, with that being said, the team who probably runs it the most. Exactly what I was going to say. Is Utah, and they have been running the conference for a couple of years now. Yep. Perfectly said. Uh, next one. From Jamel, what's up, man? Do the buffs, does the buffs number 21 have a stigma on it because of RC, or am I just old? No. <laughs> Um, Ray Carruth, I think, is who he's mentioning yeah. here. Um, but no, I, I don't think anyone associates 21 mm -hmm. uh, with him in that way. I can't remember who so, was or weren't the 21s last year anyways. so are, uh, are we to assume that Shiloh is getting 21? Oh, yeah. Um, Fire. Hold on. I want to hit this before I move on and find who was 21 last year. It wasn't Isaiah, Isaiah Lewis was 23, right? Yep. 21. It might be Torrin Pittman. No. Uh, I thought he was like 15. Okay. It was Joshua Wiggins, the cornerback. Okay. Was, uh, he was a freshman last year. What was year. Pittman? Pittman. I don't know. Jaylee Stacks was also oh, right. 21. Uh, Pittman was 22. Okay. 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 Next question. Will Kofi be a true freshman? Yes. He's a three-star recruit coming in this year. A London guy. Yep. Still need that third, the third guy from London. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's coming. <laughs> uh, next one. Oh, I saw someone tagged me in a video. It was just the intro of it. But uh, did you all catch Coach Prime on the talk today? I mean, this man. <laughs> this man. He was in Orlando yep. this last weekend speaking at like a conference. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, I got an ad. Well, actually, this is too soon. I won't say this yet. Okay. Next question. Yeah, yeah. Will Prime run too tight? Um, just thinking off the top of my head, I don't remember Kent State running a lot of too tight. I'm sure it's definitely in there. But uh, base personnel seems to be a lot of 11 and 10. 
21 even. They run two backs a lot. Yes. So, uh, I didn't see I, I saw actually very little one tight end. Yeah. So well, And if they are there, they're flexed out usually. Right, right, right. So. So, and that's why you have Traore, who's a seam stretcher. Yep. Do it all, guy. Yep. From RJ, did you guys see the news that Jaden Rashada... Come on. He's supposed to be in Colorado this... We did not see that. Oh, my God. But if that's true, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for all the people who say, Colorado just has all this NIL money to throw around. I'm looking this up right now. I still don't see it any might be a rumor him, more than news. Man, I think we would have seen it if it was news. If he's here this weekend, though, could you imagine? Everyone's coming to Boulder. Everyone is coming. Lance with the super chat. Oh, we're, oh, we're going from... Okay, my bad. Ah, okay. Connor Johnson, who... I'm not going to call him a hater. He's just a doubter at this point. He he's very uh, obviously an Oregon State fan. Yeah, very much a, a break pusher. So uh, you know, he I, I just saw him going back and forth in the comments. He said, "Everyone thinks I'm mean spirited, but I'm not. I don't think actually people do. You're just yeah, not uh, not sold yet. He's a Beavers fan. Yeah. Anyways, he asked, where would you rank Shador in terms of best pack QBs? Ah, uh, what a question. I mean, when we did our draft, he went fourth overall second round but i think he's gonna be second let's go by the end of next season let's go uh start up that hype machine man i just i don't know like i'm really afraid of bo nix i'm afraid of Penix though that man is a surgeon on the field I just kind of think that shador is a better version of him it's gonna be a or great, will be i wish they played this year I, i'm glad they don't <laughs> washington was good that was probably the least fun game to watch. Uh, the Utah one was pretty bad. That's man. true. But I was like in the stands drunk with my friends. Right. So that one was fun for me. I remember I got so bored during the Utah game, I found you in the stands with my binoculars. Oh, wow. That is that is a high level <laughs> yeah. of boredom. Um, yeah. The Washington game was like you and me, basically the only people in the bar watching it. Oh, that one was, yeah. <laughs> That was rough. That was, was rough. so bad. Uh, we're not going to have many of those this next year. We can look back and laugh at that stuff now. For sure. Ivy League Mac asks, can Morgan stop the run at linebacker? Um, I mean, obviously it hasn't been proven at a college level yet, but when, when we played the tape, um, I just can't he remember what show. He was knifing into the backfield yeah. in those clips. He's an athlete, man. All right, next one from Bama Boy. Who's Coach Prime going to visit in San Diego? Who knows? We'll find out in a day or two when the video comes out. Yeah, exactly. Brian Leaf. <laughs> uh, next question. Brandon, does anybody know what positions the Buffs still need players at? Linebacker. Linebacker. Um, they've been going after a veteran receiver, as I said. A big veteran receiver. Yep. Um, I wonder if the running back thing is kind of... the sh That ship has sailed now with Kavassier Smoke. I think so. Kind of in. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you got, you had an opportunity at that Utah running back, I don't think you're turning him away. Right. Because he's super talented. Um, but they, I think those two, we just named it. Inside linebacker, which actually, I don't know if we've seen that many targets. That's a personal one for me. Mm -hmm. Whereas wide receiver, we know they're trying to get a big bodied yep. veteran wide receiver. And I'm just like thinking after watching 
Shador just put the ball wherever he wants to in those clips last night. I'm just thinking like, yeah, they want a guy who on third and five can run a slant. Shador can put it nice and far away from his body. He plucks it up and, you know, goes yep. down and moves the chains. Yep. Big red zone target. Here you go, Ryan from Jamel again. What are the best seats at Folsom? I'm not exaggerating at all when I say there are no bad seats at Folsom. Um, but I personally believe the best place to be. Uh, well, I, I'm of two minds on this. If I was looking to get like a cheap ticket, uh, I would go south end zone, second level. Mm -hmm. um, because I personally think that's the best way to watch football. Yep. It's essentially 100. you're getting the all 22 view. Yep. Um, and so you're seeing how the, the offensive line is opening holes and you you, it's a lot easier to notice when the guards are pulling and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally sit like 45 yard line East side. Um, I would say if you're coming for your first time, sit on the East, East side, West side's a little more stuffy. Yes. East side gets rowdy for sure. Um, and if it's cold too, you don't want to be on the west side because you're right under the press box. And right, it's, it's true. Oh, and east side, you get the view of the mountains. Yes, yes. Um, next question from Jared. Is McChesney working with any of these dudes? I don't think so. He's definitely working with dudes on the team. Um, I just don't know any of the new guys right. yet. Yeah. And to be honest, I think you'll see a, a bunch of guys going down there to work with him. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got a great track record of helping guys improve yep seems like he's more focused on like the high school kids though right yes but he does it he kind of like he has a mix a lot of it is you know high school kids in colorado trying to get noticed and get better so they right. can get recruited but then you'll have guys in college you want to go work with him in the off season mm -hmm. you'll even have nfl guys like players on the broncos will go to his gym and work out with him yeah. on off days um, he was at the program a few times last year, like hyping up the team at practice and stuff. Yeah, I mean he's um, a he's a you know a, a legend, a legend yeah. player. Uh, next question from Lawrence. Uh, we already talked about this, but now you have another notice. You need to watch the Coach Prime and or the Coach Flea video with Cavassier Smoke. We need like a, a open Google Doc. <laughs> Yes. For everyone. Right. Whenever a new video drops, you just drop it in there. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, again, do you guys foresee any surprise flips to the buffs on signing day besides Cormani? Thanks, Uncle Luke. Um, Who knows? <laughs> Cormani, so much of our attention, especially in the high school ranks, have been on Cormani. Mm -hmm. um, I also think this... Like, remember, Coach Prime said 40-40-20, right? 40% yep. grad transfers, 40% undergrad transfers, uh, or regular transfers, uh, and 20% um, high, school high school kids. They're kind of already at that 20%. Right. Actually, over 20% yeah. of high school kids. So They had a big early signing day class. Right. I just don't know how many guys they're even targeting uh, in the high school ranks for the, f the February 1st right. signing day. Angela asks, are the sports bars in Boulder close to Folsom like they are at NFL stadiums? Boulder has a sports bar problem, in my opinion. Not a lot of options in that uh, regard. But Dark Horse is pretty darn close to the stadium. Yep. Um, it's a, it's kind of, if you're not if, if you're not a tailgater, um, then, you know, people go there. Uh, I also got a shout out, uh, my guy DJ, DJ's Watering Hole. That's not 
near the stadium per se, but it's on the way to the stadium if you're coming from Denver. Uh, sports bar, like I envision going there after games this year to you know catch some other college football games. Mm-hmm. But Dark Horse would be the one like sports bar, which it's not even necessarily that, mm-hmm. uh, but it, they do have TVs on and sports bar like food, <clears throat> which is pretty close to the stadium. But not a lot of options in that regard. Uh, 44 likes away, guys. 42 wow. now. Let's go. Uh, we're going to do it. <laughs> um, who's going to the CU versus Washington game tonight? I'm going. Will will be there. I might. Okay. I might. I'm a, I'm a GTD. All right. Game time decision. Sounds good. Check game time. Exactly. Um, Quite literally a game time decision. Yes. PD Swag, with the restrictions on the transfer portal coming in 2024, do you think Coach Prime will go extra hard to bring in transfers this offseason? I need to look more into that because, honestly, I'm not up to date exactly on that yet. And I don't know. Is that news or rumor at this point? I honestly don't really know. I mean, I'm assuming it's something that is at least a very strong rumor, probably already maybe in place. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. It's essentially just not going to be a free-for-all anymore? Um, I don't know. Okay, we'll find out. We'll find and out. We'll come back to you on that. Cody asks, what kind of start can this offense have optimistically? Uh, I don't, sky's the limit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they can do anything. Really. It, it all comes down to the quarterback in this game. And they have one of the best in the country, in my opinion. So the sky is the absolute limit. I do think, um, you know... It would be nice to add that one trusty big wide receiver, but I don't think that's necessarily a need. Um, Dylan Edwards gives you elite speed that most teams in college football don't have. Yep. Um, you have revamped the entire offensive line, which is the number one thing I was worried about. I, I don't think there's anything holding them back. And they have one of the best offensive coordinators in the nation. Yes. Um, it's just going to be exciting if they just chain together first downs and like have their first drive of the year. If it's like, I don't know, a 10 play 80 yarder or whatever. Yep. Or it's Hype. just an 80 yard touchdown yes. to Travis Hunter <laughs> on a little uh, post. Yep. <laughs> the hype would be out of control at that point. Who do you think will be the lead returner? J5. Yep. He's in there. Nico Reed's in there also. Dylan Edwards, throw him in there. May as well. For sure. Although if I'm. Putting hits on Dylan Edwards, I want him coming in my offense personally. Right. Uh, Deion Smith returned kicks too. Um, is it true that 12 CU players hopped in the portal yesterday? I don't think it's – no, 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 no. Did any? Um, I don't think so. Two days ago it was Bell and Shrout. Yep. We would have heard about it. But maybe there's news coming mm. soon? CU seems to be pretty quick with the – getting it down like right right um maybe it was 12 players total because that's what the total is okay that makes sense 12 likes away jared great question first play from scrimmage runner pass call it now pass pass i will say pass too but uh give me dylan edwards on a little like screen with the receivers out there. see even you're on my team now we're putting dylan edwards out (laughs) there on the first play i love it um We'll see. I do like a little, like, you know, you you could even motion him out one way or just go at the snap and just, like, an easy swing pass, get those, you know, wide receivers and linemen downfield and 
you know, let him go crazy. I wouldn't mind seeing like a Shador Cavassier smoke, uh, just zone read with uh, Savion Washington and Tyler Brown coming around on the first play for like eight yards. Love just that. set the tone. One like away. Wow. Come on. We're going to do it. Sean Charles. Oh, I can't wait to. <laughs> I love this. Make sure you screenshot this when we get to 500 <laughs> and put it in uh, at Nuggets Assignments. <laughs> uh, Sean, it. if CU gets a 500 record, you think Boom. he wins Pac 12 Coach of the Year? 500, I don't think we'll do it. I think eight plus. I'm with you. Eight wins. From one, he gets it. Mm -hmm. Next question. From Ran67. Ryan, have you ever been this hot? Have you ever seen the. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, this is, have you <laughs> I think he meant to say, yes. have you ever seen this program with this much hype? Yes. Mm, no. Um, but. Uh, the only time it was ever close was in a world where hype didn't exist on the levels that it does now. Right. Um, in 2001, I think, you know, this that team went to the Big 12 championship and won it. Um, I guess the, probably the highest hype levels ever comes after 62 to 36 for my lifetime. Obviously, mm -hmm. they've won a national championship. Uh, 62 to 36, they blow out the number one team in the country. And a lot of people thought there was a chance that CU would get sent to the national championship um, against Miami, who was one of those insane Miami teams. Yeah. Uh, who It ended up being Nebraska. Think, mm. Imagine that. Nebraska, after getting their asses beat <laughs> by the Buffs, turns around, doesn't even go to the Big 12 championship game, a game that the Buffs go to and beat Texas. And Nebraska's sorry asses go to the national championship and maybe did everyone a favor because they just absolutely ran into a buzzsaw that had like five or 10 NFL Hall of Famers on it and yeah. they got smoked. Uh, better days, man. But the hype at that moment was insane. The pre-Twitter era. Yeah, exactly. It's like if that had happened during Twitter, mm -hmm. the memes... <laughs> Would have been insane. I'm so glad we have the playoff for that reason. We don't have to worry about is three gonna jump number two to get in the title game without playing in their conference yes. title game. Oh, hated that. Disgusting. Um, Lance, we didn't forget about you. His super chat. I might be loving the snow more than the people from Colorado. Jimmy Horn Jr. on Well Off Media. Wait, I'm confused. The Twitter troll said no kids from Florida want to go to cold ass Colorado. And Travis Hunter's out there throwing snowballs, having fun, a blast at Folsom Field. <laughs> I mean, I love this because I've been saying it my whole life. Like, Colorado isn't that cold. Of course, mm -hmm. it's going to be colder than Arizona or any right. of those places. But when you compare it to places like Ohio and Michigan and Nebraska and Kansas and all these places where no one really even talks about, like, no one ever says, like, I don't know if a kid's going to want to go to Nebraska because it's cold. Like, right. for some reason that comes up in Colorado, I think just because we have the mountains and yep. like a lot of the imagery that surrounds Colorado involves snow. Yep. Um, but it's not that cold here. No. And oftentimes, even when it snows, you're getting sunny day the next day. It's all melting. It's beautiful. People, you know, they joke around that like the official outfit of someone from Colorado, especially dudes, is like shorts and a hoodie yeah. in the winter. Yeah. 
So it's not that cold. That's my uh, grocery store attire. There you go. I, I would do the same. Yep. Um, yeah. So that it's. I love that guys like Jimmy Horn and Travis Hunter and Shador and Bucky and Coach Prime Tyler himself, Brown said so. Tyler Brown. Everyone's like, yeah, it's really not that cold. Yep. Beautiful um, thing. Love Colorado. Beautiful place. That it? Uh, the one on the oh, one on the screen from Sean. Uh, y'all boys got the plug on ticks for the USC game. Sadly, no. No. Um, there might come time. Uh, I have no idea what to expect because right. in a past life, on Thursday or Friday, I would get texts from people saying, hey, I have some extra tickets this yeah. weekend. You know anyone <laughs> who wants them? And so, like, sometimes people would even give them to them. We'd give them away on the show. Maybe that still happens. Yeah. I have, I really have no idea. But as of right now, the tickets might as well be in Fort Knox. Right. Um, because not even Henry uh, could get some tickets. So it's, uh, yep. it's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to just see once all the season tickets are doled out and everything, like what? I want to go on StubHub and see what the aftermarket price oh, yeah. or game time and uh, see what the aftermarket price is for this game because I think it's going to be four digits. Yep. it's They're going to be the hottest tickets in America. I think so, too. NFL or college football. Might just need to add another bleacher like somewhere in the stadium right. just to get 100 more people <laughs> in. Yep. Um, Cody asked what bowl game is the coolest name. I like the uh, the Tony the Tiger Bowl this year, the Frosted Flakes one. I really got a kick out of the San Diego County Credit Union <laughs> Holiday, Holiday Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> okay, uh, last super chat. We got to go. I know you talked about it yesterday some, but what is your ideal new uniform to see the Buffs in? New uniform. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I guess like if they're gonna if they're gonna bring in something totally new that we don't have right now, what would yeah, it be? Yeah, in your imagination, what would you? <clears throat> I want a gold jersey with black number. That would look sweet. Yep, and I I'm imagining it with like a black helmet. Then you have the gold jersey with black uh, number, black pants. Mm -hmm. I think that would be fire. They've actually done it uh, in one year, in the late '90s. They had that look, and you'll still see people wearing it around once in a while. But I thought it was sick, so I'm down to bring it back. It is our. Oh, it be is us. our show after this. That's right. <laughs> Five hundred and thirty likes. Why would we stop now? But if we don't have any more questions, we can probably wrap. Well, Angela's asking how many student tickets to see you give out, and are the students close to the bench? They are right there. Students are on top of the bench. Sadly, not the visitors' bench. Although maybe for safety's reasons, that's yeah. a good thing. Um, they're really. It's it's not going to last because. The students get half of the best seats in the stadium, mm -hmm. starting at the, you know, the 50-yard line on the east side all the way around to now 75% of the end zone. Um, so I think it was 10,000 last year, going up to 12,000 this year. It's probably going to be the rowdiest student section in America. Oh, yeah. Um, for one year before they realize we're missing out on a lot of money by giving them those awesome seats. Uh, and I, I think that, that that dream is going to die eventually, but... For now, maybe the best student section in America in terms of how well they get hooked up by the university of where they get to sit. For sure. They get a massive amount of seats. We're at 537. Do we have anything else? Uh, TCO lost their quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Will this make the opening game more competitive? For sure. I think it's going to be very competitive. 
they're also losing Hodges Tomlinson, I believe. Yep. Who was their kind of star corner. Um, Is Horton the edge rusher declaring? I don't know. I think he's been in college for a while. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, they're going to be a different team for sure. Um, they're also going with uh, Kendall Bryles as their offensive coordinator because they lost Garrett Riley, who yeah. was a was very high on our list of potential oh, yeah. coaches before we knew Coach Prime was an option, a true option. Although I guess we did, but I think Garrett Riley was in S tier with Coach Prime. Oh yeah, when we ranked uh, all the possible candidates, so um, they're going to have a challenge for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a, a very competitive game. I think we'll get to 550 between now and when we start wrapping up. Yeah. Um, Cotton Bowl birth one. or San Diego Bowl? I mean, selfishly, I'd just like to go to San Diego. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cotton Bowl may be more prestigious, but yeah, going to San Diego would be nice. Las Vegas Bowl, that's like a six-win right. bowl, but right. at least you get to go to Vegas. Yep. We'll see. We're going somewhere. Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> Oh, man, imagine. <laughs> I don't think the Pac-12 plays in that one. The Cancun Bowl. They do have a Bahamas Bowl. They do, uh, does it still exist? I think so. It's uh, But it's usually one of the first ones of the year, though. Right. That had one of the craziest finishes ever a couple of years ago. With the uh, UAB? Was it that game? It's like the pitchy, you know. Oh, pitchy, pitchy woo Yes, exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right. That's it. Um, we're going to be doing DMVR bets right after this, guys. Um Thank you for watching. We also have the podcast. So if you go search Buffs on your favorite podcasting app, subscribe, hit that five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow earlier, I believe, is still the plan. Yes. Um, I'll tweet I'm told out. it was 11 a.m. Okay, so 11 a.m., <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.